Welcome to Peaceful Power Project, the podcast. This is a solo episode where I will share about completing my very first marathon. I will share about uh, the beginnings of running for me, which was not so long ago. I will share about my my preparation for this event. I'll share about the event itself, and I will share about my intentions and even some goals and plans for my future in marathon and more. <laughs> so, ah, uh, I will begin at the beginning which as I mentioned was not so long ago and now I will pause. I'm actually going to begin at a beginning that was a very long time ago. I just had a a thought. So I'm going to begin with my childhood and how absolutely um, unathletic, uncoordinated, non-sporty I felt that I was. Um, I recall various humiliating, I'll say, uh, experiences, uh, one having to do with a jump rope (laughs) in elementary school and just, I guess, not being able to get it, uh, during PE and then really just a tremendous amount of avoidance in, in PE, elementary school, middle school. And I don't even think we had PE. I went to an arts high school, a magnet high school. So I think I was saved. Maybe we had PE, but I don't, I don't remember. Um, so that said, um, just a pretty not who I am. I am not athletic. I am not sporty. I am not coordinated. I am not strong. Um, Very much a part of my identity. This is how I felt. And that feeling became who I was, uh, my identity. And then um, I will, I have shared before, but I will share that I struggled for decades with uh, eating disorders. uh, And that was not only, you know, not thinking my body could do much, but also doing harm to my body. So I spent decades in that space. So from thinking my body couldn't do things and then being harmful, and I'll just honestly say, um, you know, not honoring, not respecting my body um, for a very long time. Uh, I (laughs) was... Uh, this is the word that comes to my mind, so I am going to say it. Um, I was saved by the practice of yoga, the physical asana practice of yoga. This is nothing I uh, thought of as sporty or athletic, but this mindful movement practice that I discovered actually in an eating disorders treatment facility um, was life-saving to me. It connected me. This is a whole other episode, but it just connected to me connected me to my body in just a holistic um, way. And I began uh, a journey and a path that I'm still now on of just uh, being so grateful and so um, just almost in awe of what the body is capable of and how it is this just incredible house for the, the soul and the spirit and the mind. 
Anyway, this has nothing to do with running. Oh, but it does. <laughs> so anyway, my yoga practice um, just became a new way of life and a new identity. Um, I am. I was a mover. I move. Still not really uh, connecting with strong, athletic. Uh, I definitely became quite flexible. Um, and But still, that didn't really shape my identity. But I was certainly a mover. I loved movement. Um, owned a yoga studio, practiced yoga, became a yoga teacher. We're talking like over 15 years ago now. And I will fast forward <laughs> two babies and practicing yoga all the way through. I'll fast forward to age 39. <laughs> um, age 39, I'm still like honoring and respecting my body, practicing yoga. Uh, something happened and we could, a whole other episode could be devoted to this, but I started to feel 40 approaching and I know these these are just numbers I barely even know how old I am right now I do but um I felt 40 approaching at 39 and I I a fire was lit in me to get stronger um I think ultimately um I knew there were some things that were going to happen with aging but I wanted to age um I wanted to be one year stronger, not one year older. And I'm okay with being one year older as well. But I, I felt that, that like it, the words, it just was like one year stronger. And I began um, a strength, uh, strength training workout. Um, two really great friends, uh, John Brown, Ryan Usher, uh, owned a gym that is to this day <laughs> the most special place in the entire world, Kaizen. Um, in Jupiter, Florida, and John also uh, runs. Uh, he not okay. He now runs <laughs> Carbondale CrossFit um, in Colorado, and Ryan is still at Kaizen. Anyway, best trainers ever. That was the best, like, or it is the best gym. <laughs> but it, with both of them, that was that was my world. When I turned thirty nine, I did their like starter deal and I never stopped going for two years. Uh, kettlebell training, functional movement, I guess the strong first is part of it too. And all of a sudden I I felt, I owned it, I owned it. I was so strong <laughs> and I'm still so strong, but I became so strong at that time and was just loving one year stronger. I was approaching 40. I had a handstand goal, again, another episode, but um, my gym uh, was participating in a Susan B. Komen 5K. Now, part of my avoidance of anything PE in elementary, middle, and maybe high school was running. I don't, I don't think I ever ran. I, I just driving in the car, seeing people run up until age 40, I was like, what, what are like, nothing about it made sense. There's no one chasing you. Why are you running? Um, and you're sweating and it looks like you can't breathe. And I don't know, it just looked awful. But <laughs> with the, um, the why behind the organization that the race was uh, supporting, um, and just running with my new gym, like strong, amazing, inspiring friends, that that was it. I'm like, all right, let's do this. So um, like many, I uploaded the Couch to 5K app and uh, I started and I will say, um, I don't know whether get to get into the shoe part of this journey, but I got fitted for the shoes. I like followed the rules in the Google like searches. 
um, got into some giant hokas, which um, I don't know. I hope <laughs> I hope we won't like get into any debates. Well, it's just me, so we won't. So I'll just share. Um, got into some like big running shoes, fit by a shoe store, and and I started training and I did the couch to five k. Oh, almost left out a big part. Um, the first time I tried to run for the 30 second interval, I realized that I had pretty dramatic uh, pelvic floor dysfunction. So I would pee. I don't really know how else to say this. And so I don't know, that's it. I would pee when I, when I ran and oh my goodness, I was about two and a half, three years postpartum um, from giving birth to my second daughter. And because I was, you know, kind of looked in shape, even before working out, I kind of looked fit. Um, I really never noticed there was anything wrong. And wow, and I'm not saying it was wrong, but that there was a dysfunction. And whew, that was really intense. I thought that that was just how I was going to be postpartum, that you just pee yourself when you like go up and down. And I got myself to um, Katie Usher, Ryan Usher's wife, and just this phenomenal um, PT specializing in women's health, but also helps me in like sports PT as well, um, who has a little office inside uh, Kaizen. Anyway, I got myself to her. And I don't know how else to say it. I don't want to really spend too much time here, but I will say she fixed me. And I don't know if that's like the right term, <laughs> but I don't pee. And and I didn't after um, I met with her a few times. I, I no longer did. And so that was kind of a big deal. I likely would not have continued training. Um, so I I went back to training after I got healed. <laughs> um, and I just... I don't know, there was something, something about it that I just like went for it. So there was this date of the Susan B. Komen 5K. But before that date, I'd run a 5K at just this crazy fast pace. I literally felt like I was in like heart, like, um, I don't want to say heart attack, but I did. I felt like I, like I was dying the entire time. It was so intense. And my paces were like things that I don't even run now. But I felt horrible the whole time when I would run so hard. I finished a 5k, maybe even two before the planned 5k. And I finished a 10k. And then before like three weeks, two weeks before uh, the planned race, the race of my calendar, I was injured and I, my ankle had blown up. There was not anything I can remember that was trauma. Like, so I didn't roll it. I didn't fall. It was just clearly an overuse injury. It was an overuse injury. My ankle blew up. Um, I guess I got diagnosed like some posterior tibial tendonitis or tendinosis. I don't know. It was it was pretty intense. And um, I was out. And I, after all that, I didn't even get to participate in the, the intended race, the race on my calendar, the Susan B. Komen 5K. So I was out. I healed. I had to think about some things. John and Ryan looked at my shoes. They're like, you got to get out of those stupid shoes. And I don't use that word frequently, but um, I transitioned to more minimal footwear. I started with the ultra zero drop solstice, and then I graduated a little bit lower in cushion to the Escalante racer. And then ultimately I started training a bit in... um, Earthrunner sandals. And so with that, 
my paces slowed down. Um, I felt my feet and uh, it was pretty like eye-opening, revolutionary. I, I took it like I just took the training slower. I don't think I had any goals. I just just wanted to run and uh, I think it was a one year of hating it. And then um, I just started to feel the extraordinary benefits from, so I hated it, but I felt great after. And that was enough for me the first year. I just loved how I felt after. So I kind of dealt with it. And then the second year I started feeling the benefits as I was running. So I um, just, (laughs) yeah, I I did that year, that second year of running, I fell in love. But still, even in the minimal footwear, I was pushing the pace. I was kind of increasing really quickly because I loved it. And I just kept wanting to add on and add on and add on. Mind you, not working with a coach or a trainer at this point. I was just, I don't know. It's really funny to reflect back on my like paces because this year when I reflect back on 2022, my average pace was maybe like 1130 or something for the whole year. Um, And I ran 1300 miles last year. But then when I looked at 2021, my pace was like, 940 but I ran like half the amount because I did indeed get injured again because I was going just fast all the time and and it really I don't run that fast now um anyway I know this is uh, a bit like not my marathon but I feel like I need to just kind of share this process anyway um kept running for that uh, second year, got injured again, came out of the injury, and I just shifted everything. I did start working with a coach. Um, I worked with them for a few months, really got into easy pace, really got into perceived level of exertion. I used to wear the Garmin watch and see my heart rate. It was always like 180. I mean, it was always like the reddest zone ever. I always ran in red zone. So this third year of running, I don't run in red zone. I run easy. I run conversational. I don't wear a watch anymore. However, I do my paces uh, with my phone. And true, I I know what each level of exertion feels like. And I also know what pace it's correlated with. I just, I do. I've spent a year really training myself to feel it. And so I spent about this last year, 2022, just really enjoying running, never pushing, never like, I don't know. I just really fell in love with the running easy and just getting out there. I chose to sign up for a marathon, which has always been a goal. Um, Just something I wanted to as you hear sometimes like check off the list something just kind of ex- kind of something extraordinary and and f- yeah that I wanted to see if I could do it um I also thought my kids would think it's really cool I think one of them does I don't know <laughs> but but anyway my my why was really to see with this person for ne- almost four decades non-sporty non-athletic not strong uh this identity like I felt like a different person and then this a marathoner that's totally a different person than I I felt my whole life and that I described and I wanted to feel like a marathoner and so my training um I had to stop seeing the coach um it was uh the finances had to go elsewhere at that time but I did try to keep what I learned from that coach I um in that time though I did do a run streak I ran 
a minimum of a mile a day. Um, and then I trained on top of that. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain. Um, it's only important because I want to share that now I take two full rest days and I was not doing that during the streak. But I kind of trained on my own. I was inspired by this incredible coach and um, kind of took what we were working on and added to it. I stayed just really aware of my body and my energy. But that said, I did not train speed at all. I trained all easy and I just kept trying to climb the distance until the marathon race and respect the taper. Um, and I was really just feeling it out. Um, I had no idea if I would finish this thing. I told more people than I wanted to. I told my work people. They made me like an amazing support card. And I I really regretted telling so many people. Um, My longest run in training was an 18 miler. That was horrible. I did I did it in my favorite spot, which is Riverbend Park, but it's really hard. Um, I didn't plan well. I like to get lost out there. That's how I can get so many miles in. But I was not carrying water. And then when I came back to my car, like eight miles, like I, I just, I didn't come back to my car enough. The first visit back to my car was not, was not soon enough. And I only had water with me. I had no electrolytes and it was like 85 degrees. I don't know. It was a really bad 18 miles. I felt nauseous and I had had a great like 17 mile run and it felt nauseous during the 18 mile or at like 16 point something. And And I felt nauseous for about an hour afterwards. I knew something went way wrong with the hydration, with the fueling, um, so I had that. <laughs> and then there's this like 20 miler that is supposed to like bring some n- new confidence that I guess you could eventually finish 26 miles. I still I still don't get that one, but I totally do. I do get why you're not running 25 miles before you're 26. I get it. So um, I the, the week that was supposed to be my 20, I did reach out to that phenomenal coach and she gave me the recommendation to do like three hours one day to the next. And I, I kind of ran by mileage. So one day I did a 15 and the next day I did a nine. And it, that felt great. So I was feeling good still. How, 26, how in the world was I going to run all these extra miles that I've never run before? No idea. Um, I had tried all the different fuel sources, um, natural things like almonds and like dates and different things that concoctions that were made at the farmer's market. I tried your traditional goos and gels. That was like, I don't even want to describe what a miserable experience that was, but just everything went right through me. It was horrible. So no goos and gels for me. Um, and I settled on cliff bars. They're not, um, they probably have more processed things than I would desire. So, um, they, they just work. They honestly like felt the best during training and ultimately they're what I used for the marathon. So anyway, still just not understanding how I would run this race (laughs) or like how I would get to 26 miles. That said, um, you know, I did that last race. I began my taper. I had, a few different issues um, come up physically, and I just went right to Katie Usher. I had 
her do the dry needling and the 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 magic I don't know she does magic (laughs) and uh, I feel like um taking it easy and seeing her when things kind of flared up is what got me to the start line healthy and that my two goals which my two goals (laughs) were getting to the start line healthy uninjured not getting like sick. I mean, not getting sick, no kids sick. Um, just getting getting to that start line. And then my goal really was to complete 26.2 miles. Um, I was confused. Do I follow a pacer? Do I not follow a pacer? Kind of in the whole like, uh, rat, what is it called? Corral area is where I decided I was not going to follow a pacer. I just couldn't like stick with anyone, even just getting out of that crowded point. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> I will, um, I'll go back to, to training. And then, so it started to taper <laughs> and that was hard. I had already completed my, um, one year streak and I decided that was enough. Like I want to start incorporating rest days and I, my foot felt like it needed some rest. And so I did a true taper and Ooh, that was crazy. i you know, it built, I don't know. I was really messing with my head. <laughs> like, how can I not run as much as I was before and then be expected to be strong enough to run this 26 miles? But it's it's a thing, and I do believe it and the science behind it. So I was tapering, resting, healing, restoring, and then race day. And I don't know if I'm leaving things out from a typical, like, my first marathon story, but I laid everything out. Oh, packet pickup was a blast. Everyone's just the coolest, even if you're me, like a super slow runner. Um, And I don't even want to say that um, because I don't want someone, because someone call themselves a super slow runner and I look at their pace and I'm like, that's fast to me. So I don't even want to say that, but I just want to say that the running community is so freaking cool that you could be, <laughs> some people were finishing their marathon while I got to my half. <laughs> so I, or more or less, those people are just as like nice and like open and generous with their time and like to talk and to share and to give tips and insight as the people like me or as the people who are behind me walking the entire thing. So every marathoner is just the coolest human. I swear there's not like, um, I don't know, everyone was talking to everyone. It was amazing at packet pickup. The morning of, we are one one vehicle household. So my mom dropped me off. That was great. I didn't have to worry about parking. It was I think that was a great idea. Um, start time was six. I got there at five, and it was at a in downtown West Palm Beach, where it's a little party area. So there were still like drunk people like yelling out their cars while I was getting out of my mom's car. They were like woohoo, and I don't know. Normally I'd be annoyed or roll my eyes, but I was like, yeah, <laughs> they were partying, I'm partying, but just different. Um, and, you know, stocking the bathrooms, waiting till the very last minute, thinking about my, um, you know, my fueling and my hydration and um, yeah, just kind of taking it all in, practicing presence, being in the moment and just, oh, so much conver- conversation, so much joy um excitement everyone was really awesome okay so i don't know if you could have told or if if it kind of cuts off weird but 
I did have to relocate while I was recording. So anyway, different location. Uh, but I will continue uh, from the the race morning. Just standing there, um, a good friend of mine's husband was there. I was talking to everyone like I do. Um, and, you know, everyone had their own little bit of tips. I think I was beyond tips and advice <laughs> because not much knew I could do. One guy who was like, done Boston a million times was like, just don't walk, don't walk. And I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to walk like a lot. <laughs> but and I don't know, everyone had their, you know, hydration tips, nutrition tips. And again, I, I think I was beyond any point of tips. I decided, like I said, not to go with a pacer and kind of just feel it out. It was a gorgeous start to the day. I was like 65. And I know if you're listening to this elsewhere, um, people think different things are hot. But in like Florida, 65, just cool. Sun was rising. There was a fog. There was a fog that morning. Um, just, I mean, the, it was just beautiful. And I felt good. My feet felt good. My ankles felt good. My legs, my body, everything felt good and strong. My mind was like, just focused on being present. Uh, the girls had written like, you can do this and best mom ever on my arm. Um, I wrote like, I am brave. I am strong. I can do this. Just being present, enjoying everything. I had set up like people to think about each mile if I needed to call upon them. I had my work peeps there. I had my Kaizen people to think about. I had my running friends like Lonnie, who's an ultra marathoner and Corey. And like, I don't know, I had, I had a whole list going through like, and the girls, of course, and Sean, of course, I had this whole people I would devote each mile to. But in the beginning, truly, I just, I started them like midway because in the beginning, my, this is, I just wanted to be present, be present, present, present. Um, and I was just enjoying it running my pace. Um, and I don't know, everything felt great. I ended up like chatting with people. My stomach was doing well. I carried a Nathan like 20 ounce thing that you slide onto your hand. I had, I think six, um, cliff bars in the sides of my shorts and my like Nathan little, I don't know, fanny pack. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I was like on top of the nutrition, the hydration. I did not. My one thing I forgot was the noon tablet. So you add electrolytes to your water. I had my first like 20 ounces with the electrolytes and then I didn't bring the tablet. So I ended up filling my bottle repeatedly whenever I'd run out of my water. I'd fill it with like water and Gatorade, which was a risk because I don't drink Gatorade. I didn't know if it would upset my stomach, but it was actually great. I know it's like terrible nutritionally and like the food and dye and all of that. But, um, I did okay with that. So I was just like running, taking the refills of water and, um, water and Gatorade. I really wasn't stopping. Um, 13 miles chatting, great group of girls. These girls were doing a half. Um, they had done the space coast marathon like a couple weeks prior. So they were doing the half this time and just like people all around and, and it was great to see like the fast people like heading back while I was heading out. It was a, I, not that I know race courses, but it was kind of weird. Um, it was a two figure eights. So you start at Meyer Amphitheater in downtown West Palm Beach, and then you make one loop. Um, I'm going to just say it's five miles or it's eight miles, eight miles, eight miles. 
one loop is eight miles and then you figure eight around another loop the opposite direction and that's your five miles but that five miles felt way longer <laughs> than the eight um so and then you're at 13 okay so i'm making my loop feeling good feeling good chatting it's so beautiful the water the temperature is not like that bad yet and then it, it's it starts to get hot it starts to get hot um, so I'm probably slowing down a little bit, but I'm still with people and the vibe, the energy is just, there's very few, like, it's not a, it's an amazing event. I think like the world of the Palm Beaches Marathon Garden of Life, amazing event, but it's not one with a lot of like people cheering on the sides. It was cute, like a little girl in pajamas or like a couple on the side, but it wasn't like a crazy cheering event. The vibes were for like with the runners that I was with and it just felt great and I could talk to them and then I'd maybe get ahead of them and then see them again and of course there's those run walkers who are ahead of me and I'm like how is this happening yeah I'm like they're they're running and walking but that is a that's a thing and it seems really effective um having just a great time not really feeling the need to call upon my like list of people and by the way the list ended with like Sean and then the girls and my intention was like that last mile for for me and to like just really get present once more that was the plan um and I yeah I pretty much stuck with with that plan anyway I get to the halfway point and I didn't take walk breaks I just like ran real easy which is fine because I've like run that distance numerous times in my training (sighs) then everyone that I'm with no exaggeration everyone in the kind of buzzing group around me finished because they were there for their half marathon (laughs) and I was alone and I didn't really make the connection until afterwards but at 13 miles and I'd been feeling great the whole time, literally all at once, my mind went, I, I don't think I can finish this. And I wasn't tired. Was it my legs? I just, I was like, I, I was alone. All of a sudden, it was like a very, um, maybe like a dopamine dip from like the crowd, like the people and to no, to no one. But I was like, I, it just hit me. And I had, oh, I had to do so much like mindset work right there. But I kept hearing like, I don't, I don't think I can do this. Like this, and why am I feeling this? And then, then why am I feeling this way so early? And, and just, I don't know, it really messed with me. And I did all my like tools and techniques and mindset. And I was doing everything with like, no, um, not listening to any music or anything like that. But since I was alone, I put on like a five-minute Gabby Bernstein like meditation and then one song, uh, the Shakira song. Oh, shit. I don't know if I'm going to be able to remember it. Um, you can, I don't know. But anyway, I'll, I'll find out afterwards and I'll put it in the show notes. It was like a three-minute song. So basically for 10 minutes, I was listening to something and then I'm like, this is not helping And I just made a choice, kind of, I did have to go to the bathroom at mile 15 and I kind of knew that was going to happen. So I didn't let it really like do anything. I wasn't going for a pace. So I went and, um, it was fine. Everything again, the whole race was the 
the people who, the, the water stations, so fun, so fun. I actually had a friend who I only knew on um, social media who was working one of the water stations and she was on roller skates and I got this big like heart hug. Oh, that was like at mile six for me, maybe, maybe not. Anyway, it was so awesome, just get a hug. Um, but everyone was so great. Water station's great, bathroom's great, like everything was great. So I went to the bathroom, no big deal, mile 15 but still like not really knowing how I was gonna finish this thing. And I made this choice that I wanted to finish and I wanted to not suffer, I guess. So I started taking walk breaks and I started to play with like speed walking, which I never do. Like when I run, I jog or run, but when I walk, I don't like walk fast. And so I started playing with speed walking and I would get these like 14, mile minute walks which is great because I can jog like 12 30 so the walk was pretty brisk so that was great and it kept me oh and by the way somewhere along the line it was 88 degrees outside at least that's when I left like when I was finished it was 88 so I was out there in in some heat for some while but I wasn't feeling bad honestly I I made this choice I just didn't want to feel bad so I started implementing just a lot of walking um and a lot of just I know now I know I'm gonna get there and that that helped actually like really reeling back super slowing down and at that moment I knew I would finish and I was kind of texting Sean along the way I'm like you can come like an hour later (laughs) don't don't bring the girls or you're gonna be waiting a long time so I uh, don't feel like sharing times not because I'm embarrassed about it um, but again, because like someone slow is some, well, it's slow. I, I'll just say this in my age group, I would age group female. I was like 12th out of 13. <laughs> so I will just say, um, it took me a really long time to finish, but when I chose to kind of really scale back on my energy expenditure, expenditure, <laughs> I knew I would finish and that, that just felt that felt good. I don't, and that was my goal. And I kept reminding myself that was my goal. And at the end, it was like, it was very confusing because yes, I finished, I finished 26.2 miles. That's extraordinary. Like when I think about it, but I did know I had more in the tank and, um, I don't know. I struggled with that for many days. For example, like, I guess it felt like my feet were sore for 24 to 48 hours, but, and I had like some delayed onset muscle soreness, but not horrible. (laughs) Like my, you know, my quads, my hamstrings, my core a bit, but I just feel like I recovered very quickly and very well. And that's good, but it also just let me know that I probably had a lot more left in the tank. And I already knew that. I knew that. I knew I brought myself to a place where I just had to feel okay that I would get through it, that I don't, it's still confusing. I waited so long to record this because I thought I would like make sense of my approach and my choices, but the truth is it is what it is. And it, and, and I finished and it was, that was my, my first race. So I didn't go into a dark hole, a suffer fest, no pain, no, like none, none of that, that story for me. Um, more of like mentally, I, I played it like safe and gentle and and that's okay. 
That said, <laughs> I I knew pretty quickly that I need to do this again. <laughs> and by how much I scaled back and how much I walked and how long it took me, how slow I went, um, I knew that I would be ready uh, for the, the Marathon of the Treasure Coast, March 5th, so my next one. I knew that I would take that full week off, but slowly kind of get back up there. I reached out to the coach. I am working with this magical coach, the one I spoke of before. Um, and yeah, I'm going to do this a little bit differently. And the first thing I'm doing differently is some speed work in my training, intervals, thresholds, strides, etc. Taking two full rest days is a little bit different. And getting used to in my training, like trying harder, like pushing. Um, I love running easy. I love like just I love the love of running, the joy, the like that soothe. I get I feel like it's a soothing quality to run easy, but also challenging myself in the training will help me challenge myself more during the race. And so that brings me to my goals for this year. I don't have a time goal still, but my goal is to um, well, we're going to figure out a time goal actually, I think in two more weeks. Um, so that's that. And then in September there is a 50 K I'm interested in. So that's a good six months of training. And then I am signed up for, uh, the Palm beaches marathon again, December, I believe it's 10th. So I have three on my calendar. I, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I probably left some things out. Um, I will, uh, share that it's, definitely a highlight of my life. I can say I'm a marathoner. Like even right now, I'm like tearing up and getting emotional because, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. (laughs) It, It feels extraordinary. And to be someone who would do literally anything to not participate in sports or physical, like anything challenging, Um, and then move into someone who like didn't treat their body well for so long to someone who is doing something pretty badass. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I'm a marathoner. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Wishing everyone peace, power, and presence.